Another new addition to the roster of Rizdvo Christmas carols. Uh, that was courtesy Anna Melnichuk, who released, they wrote that, released it last year, uh, Christmas 2022, called Din Don. Veselek Sviat, Šteslavohon Novohoroku. Vitaju vas vsih, dorhi radio suhechi na radio predaču naš holos radio krinsko hokorinja, na batomovni radio stanci AM 1320 CHMB u misci Vancouveri. Pri mikrofoni Pavlina. Dobri večer and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host Pavlina. On today's program, we are going to be looking at the calendar switch that Ukraine made this Christmas season. We'll be speaking with Jean Berezovsky of Ukraine War Apps, who will give us quite a detailed history. And also, Vasil Pavlovsky will be here with a cultural capsule to talk about the calendar as it relates to the three feasts of Christmas, the last of which is the Feast of Jordan, or Epiphany. We'll also have our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and a few Christmas and New Year's carols to wrap up our Christmas programming season. Up next is the Youth and Boys Choir of the Academic Chamber Choir in Chernihiv. They just released an album called Carols from Bomb Shelters. Yes, they were recorded in actual bomb shelters. This number is Oipidemo Bratia e Sestre. Let's go, brothers and sisters, and celebrate the birth of Christ. Підемо, братя й сестри, від хати до хати, щирим серцем добрим людям закалядувати. Щирим серцем добрим людям. 
святосияла, над вертепом зірка ясна, весь святосияла. Ой, не спати нам, не спати, тільки йти літати, народженому дитяті всім поклін віддати, народженому дитяті всім поклін віддати. Ой, підемо, братця й сестри, віхати до хати, чирим серцем добрим людям за колядувати, чирим серцем добрим людям за колядувати. Чирим серцем добрим людям за колядувати. Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for the past 60 years. Since 1963, the Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing artists and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Holos listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit www.shochenkofoundation.ca. Early Bird Weekend Passes for Canada's National Ukrainian Festival are now available for only $125. Don't miss the very best in Ukrainian culture, food, music, and dancing on August Long Weekend at the festival site south of Dauphin, Manitoba. Like and follow Canada's National Ukrainian Festival on Facebook for ongoing updates and performer announcements. You can now purchase your weekend passes and camping passes in person or online at cnuf.ca. Christmas by candlelight, heat from a fire Here in Ukraine we have just one desire Praying this ends and we'll know no more war That we'll see justice and peace for us all Christmas by candlelight carols we sing Still we remember the birth of a king A manger his bed with the stars up above Born to us teaching his message of love Oh, dear. 
Christmas Carol by Stepan Pasichnik of London, England, called Christmas by Candlelight. On the line with me now is Jean Berezovsky of Ukraine War Amps, and this is an organization that since 2014 has been saving the lives of many Ukrainian defenders as well as supporting families of those fallen. He's joining me now today to talk about a little bit about what they're doing, of course, um, another story of bravery, of heroism in the face of disaster, and also something a little lighter. We're going to talk about the calendar switch that Ukraine did this year. Pretty momentous, pretty historical. So, Jean, thanks for joining us, and uh, tell us your perspective on the, the whole issue of Ukraine switching calendars from Julian to Gregorian. Thank you for having me. It's uh, very, very important for our community to tell our story to your listeners. What we do is uh, helping our wounded and our heroes in Ukraine and uh, civilians in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. But uh, this uh, holiday season was very special for everyone in Ukraine in terms of uh, switching to the Gregorian calendar. Mm -hmm. We actually, in 2023, Ukraine or most of Ukraine had essentially two Christmases. The one in uh, January the 7th. Right. And then again, same year in December. Right. So that's a very unique thing. And it doesn't happen too often. And (laughs) not... uh, (laughs) You know, not every generation can witness anything like that. And hopefully it's going to stay like that for like very, very, very long time. It only can roll back where Russia occupies territory. And, you know, I, I have a little book from my grandma. Uh, gave it as a present to my son in 2001. It's called Rizvyani Kolyatki. Christmas carols. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Rizvyani Kolyatki, it has slightly different connotation or maybe it's encompassing the entire pre-Christmas world as well. Ah. So when you interpret or translate it as a Christmas carol, you're actually missing very important part of the sense, of very sense of Rizvyani Kolyatki. We know Rizvyani means like a birth mm. and Kolyatki, Kolyada is a son. So Rizdiani Kolyatki, in some translation, it's essentially a song about new son being born, about they getting bigger, etc. But it's also Christmas Carol, yeah? Mm-hmm. Same time. Mm-hmm. From the shortest day of a year, it becomes longer and longer and longer, mm-hmm. day by day. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially, we are back to December 22nd. Mm-hmm. And that's when, when Ukrainians used to have a big celebration, when the night is longest and darkness and cold, and then they finally getting bigger and hopes for the new crops and for the spring. And that's what basically main picture behind the Rizvyani Kolyatki. And if you look even in a book, it's uh, issued in Kiev in 2001, mm-hmm. and you see a, a sun in the corner and a candle. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of festival of light and new day being born, new hope, new year, etc. So although same time, you can see that uh, we're talking about January the 6th and 7th. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Різдво Христове, and щедрий вечір, all January. Mm-hmm. So, we come to interesting point. Why would we think Lizdiani Kolatki in Jan, not in December, not earlier, when day is getting longer? Mm-hmm. And here, again, we come into this um, interesting situation with Julian and Gregorian calendars. And Julian calendar is the one developed back in the days like 46 BC, before yeah. Christianity, ordered by uh, Julius Caesar, yeah? Julius Caesar, which is why it's called the Julian calendar, right? Yeah, that's why. So the calendar was improvement of their previous existing calendar. And uh, still not perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, there is no perfect calendar no. <laughs> anyway. Even our, yeah, Gregorian, none of them is perfect. Right. But they all trying to be solar and lunar calendar at the same time. That's the challenge. Yeah. Because uh, solar months and lunar months, they're not always friends. No, no. And of course, the, the, uh, the, the orbit is never uh, consistent. Uh, yeah, it's not up to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, not really. well, it's an approximation and it kind of keeps everybody on track and keeps a record of historical events. Uh, it, does a, it does a pretty good job. <laughs> exactly. But the error was getting bigger with Julian calendar. Right. And uh, Christmas is drifted from its uh, original date. When, when the Christian church adopted it, it was the fourth uh, century. This little book of mine, whatever they say, January the 6th, it's not exactly correct. It was uh, still December 24th. Christmas Eve is still December 24th, just Julian calendar. So it's actually the same day, but it depends which calendar you're uh, reading. Same day, but two weeks uh, later, whatever we are used to. Yeah. So it's an interpretation. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So look, I still have in my possession documents from my uh, grandparents and their parents and even their parents. The documentation is uh, birth certification, marriage certification, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. School graduation, stuff mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. like uh, regular, re- regular documents. Mm-hmm. So they have a double dated. Mm-hmm. They have one uh, with Gregorian or current, whatever we use nowadays, mm-hmm. and we have one Julian. Mm-hmm. Same story with my grandma, actually same grandma who gave that book uh, to my son. She was born in 1811, mm-hmm. written in regards uh, uh, with Julian calendar. Oh, now, huh. this is a common story, and uh, uh, George Washington, yeah, I guess every listener heard of him. He was born back in the days when the uh, British Empire was living with Julian calendar. Oh. So George Washington has same story like my grandma. He basically, whatever we celebrate right now at his birthday, it's not the date he knew. Oh. We rewrote, we translated it into our term. Uh, just like January 6th versus December 24th. Yeah, so he born, I believe, in February, so it was still two weeks. Uh, yeah, you have to make that translation from Julian to Gregorian to get his real birthday in nowadays terminology. That's really making my head spin. <laughs> the thing is, um, it's not really that uh, crucial or important. If you go to Wikipedia, to Gregorian calendar, you're going to learn that uh, Gregorian calendar actually uh, was launched in 1582. And one of the first countries in Europe and in the world who switched to Gregorian calendar was actually Ruthenian, Lithuanian, Polish Commonwealth. Really? Wow. Yeah, Ukraine was first country to switch to the new calendar back in 1582. Okay, how so? How what happened then? How come? How come they they were back? Uh, if you get occupied, uh, rules are changing. Yeah. Right. So 
If you get occupied by other forces, you they change your calendar, they change your habit, they change your everything. trying to wipe out your tradition, language, culture, everything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Just so you know, and to be on the same page, that here, nothing new to Ukraine. We've been there since 1582. And, you know, because we're talking about uh, this holiday season and it's obviously connected to Christianity in a very strong way, it's one of the major Christian holidays, we need to realize that Ukraine was baptized in the 10th century. Right, 988, yeah. And 10th century, Christianity came, as we all know, from Eastern Roman Empire. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Roman Empire was split Eastern and Western. Mm-hmm. And uh, back then, there was no difference between uh, Christians in Europe. It was no separation, Orthodox and Catholic. Right. It was the same Christianity. Yeah. So it didn't really matter. And when Ukraine got baptized, it received its calendar from uh, Eastern uh, Roman Empire. And uh, that calendar, that's what we call Anna Mundi, from creation of the world. And that's based on the Hebrew calendar, right? It's the same idea, yeah. And then, right after that, it was Julian calendar, and then in 16th century, Gregorian calendar. So... Essentially, that's why it's so important to look in this book Grandma gave to my son and realize that we're talking about Rizvyani Kolatki, that whatever happens, going to be in the end of December. Okay. Whatever calendar you go with, this is the time of the year when we want to have this Christmas festivals and celebration and holidays. Yeah, yeah. Because although Ukraine, within thousands of years, been through number of calendars, one thing doesn't change. This is the period of a year we want to mark. To celebrate the birth of Christ. Yeah. Now, I spoke to, uh, because we are helping so many people in Ukraine, families who lost uh, their breadwinner and wounded veterans, mm-hmm. and those uh, who are actively fighting right now, defending Ukraine and us here. So I've been in contact with many guys from all different towns and cities and front lines in Ukraine. And uh, they all moved to, to December 25th, uh-huh. and uh, they're all very positive, and um, they all recognize in December, Christmas, let's say, and have no issues with it. So it's a big acceptance. That's very important, you uh-huh, know? Uh-huh. So why then was it this year in particular that Ukraine has made it official to adopt the Gregorian calendar? couple of a uh, number of things. Ukrainian church received the uh, Thomas back in 2018, in January 2018, if my memory serves me right. Thomas is recognition of the church by Constantinople, by the patriarch. Okay. Now, I told you when Ukrainian baptized, they joined the same European Christian family. Mm-hmm. So... For instance, Constantinople, or Patriarch, always been celebrating Christmas in December. Greek Church is going with the Gregorian calendar, and their Christmas is always December 25th. Hmm. Yeah. Again, it's not really an issue. For a number of years, Ukraine went on celebrating Christmas in January. Mm -hmm. It's not really an issue. With Julian calendar, we drifted slightly from originally calculated dates for Easter and for Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, like Ukrainian Easter sometimes happening in May. Mm-hmm. It's too far away from the equinox, which is in March. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So right now, Ukrainian church going back to Mother Church in Constantinople and it's rolling back into Gregorian calendar, which is nothing new for Ukraine. Hmm. But it means we slowly but surely getting rid of Russian occupation in mental minimally, mm-hmm. in many other ways. Mm-hmm. So we slowly but surely getting the freedom we are fighting for freedom to choose mm-hmm. when 
and what we're going to celebrate and what calendar we're going to use. Mm-hmm. And obviously the decision um, is the same as the one that started this whole mess back in 2013 was Ukraine wants to join Western civilization, Western and Central Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, back in 10th century, just so we all understand and be on the same page, it was part of uh, globalization back in the day, if you wish. In the 10th century, Bulgaria became Christian country. Poland became Christian country in, in uh, 966. And then Ukraine follows. Oh, 22 it, years or, later. Huh. It's the same century. And another link, a very interesting article I sent you, telling you that Bulgarian and Ukrainian churches preceded Russian Orthodox Church 600 years. Essentially, they never got Thomas. They never been recognized as a, a European Christian church. Okay. Self, self-proclaimed. Oh, right. That, that's yeah. that's the Moscow Patriarchate. So, okay, what is Tomos that you had mentioned? Uh, Tomos is a is a recognition certificate. You are a doctor, but if you don't have a certificate from Canadian government, you can practice, or you can practice, but again, government doesn't recognize it. Oh, so, so once you receive a certificate, you are recognized. Being recognized, it's essentially you get right to use that brand name. Please pardon my okay. terminology. Sure. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's simplified, that, that, but yeah, that explains what, it. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. They say, okay, you, you are part of a European Christian church. You have rights, etc. So that this was the original church that was in Constantinople, which was now in Greece because... Constantinople is now Istanbul and Muslim in Turkey. Yeah, Byzantium or Eastern uh, Roman Empire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the Ukrainian Orthodox Church is part of the European Orthodox Church under Constantinople, which Uh, is which is worldwide. European Union is a natural choice of Ukrainians because we want to be part of the Union because we are part of the Union. I'm speaking with Jean Berezovsky of Ukraine War Amps, based in Toronto. We'll be back after the station break and a short musical interlude. Слухайте радиопрограмму Наш Голос Радіо Українського Коріння при мікрофоні Павліна. You're listening to Наш Голос Ukrainian Roots Radio. I'm Pavlina. Early bird weekend passes for Canada's National Ukrainian Festival are now available for only $125. Don't miss the very best in Ukrainian culture, food, music, and dancing on August long weekend at the festival site south of Dauphin, Manitoba. Like and follow Canada's National Ukrainian Festival on Facebook for ongoing updates and performer announcements. You can now purchase your weekend passes and camping passes in person or online at cnuf.ca. 
I'm back speaking with Jean Betazovsky of Ukraine War Amps, talking about Ukraine's historic switch to the Gregorian calendar. We left off discussing Ukraine's longtime goal to align with Europe and Western civilization. European Union is a natural choice of Ukrainians because we want to be part of the Union because we are part of the Union. Essentially, the eastern border of Ukraine marks eastern border of Europe, right. essentially. So, uh, Russian Church is organization that uh, call itself self-proclaimed, whatever. It's a different story, but they definitely, in uh, occupied territories, they uh, came in with their rules and, uh, and their propaganda, etc., which uh, is uh, destroying and killing. Exactly. Uh, that was the arm of yeah. the KGB during Soviet times, and uh, it was only until recently when Zelensky kicked out the Moscow Patriarchate and reclaimed the Ukrainian churches yeah. for Ukraine, yeah. So uh, this holiday season, we are witnessing a number of unique events actually connected historically to many different important things for Ukraine as a whole, like traditional culture, religion, aspects, everything. And we moved back to celebrate a Christian holiday within Europe in accordance with the Gregorian calendar. And we've done it exactly in the same way Ukrainian People's Republic did a century ago. We need to remember and we have to know that UNR, Ukrainian People's Republic, was in accordance with Gregorian calendar. So essentially, as soon as Ukraine gets its much-needed freedom, it's naturally joining Europe in all these things, yeah. you know, yeah. all these uh, values, including yeah. Christian values. Yeah. Very interesting. Including holidays. Yeah. A very interesting thing happened here in Canada, though, uh, that the 6th of January, 7th of January, is considered Ukrainian Christmas, more so now Orthodox Christmas, uh, with the passage of time. And a lot of people now, I've noticing on, on some Facebook groups, uh, a lot of people are kind of uh, maybe not aware of this official switch to Gregorian now, or they are and they don't care because this has been our family tradition all my life. I'm, my kids like it, so we're going to continue. But the, the neat thing is that uh, the 6th of January is also Epiphany. So you can still have the same tradition on the 6th of January. It's just that, that it's not Christmas Day. It's, it's uh, Yodadan. It's the same, same yeah, rituals. Again, there is nothing wrong in using both calendars. Ukraine being through like three different calendars, starting with on the Mundi calendar. Right. And... They're all okay. They're all Christian. Mm -hmm. And Ukraine till 2022 officially used Julian calendar. Mm -hmm. And it's not an issue at all. But the point we are making that Julian calendar, because of the arrow, drifted a little bit from original date. And getting back on Gregorian calendar, it's joining the mother church in Constantinople, celebrating same time holidays are celebrated in Constantinople is kind of important and cool. Mm -hmm. So we join in Mother Church and we get to more up-to-date calendar. And we are further away from Moscow. Yeah, that's the important so thing. Yeah. It serves a couple of different purposes. That's why I started with this little book with Yanni Kolatsky, just to emphasize that Kolatsky sang for the sun, and it's a birth of sun. And it just for our people before Christianity, made more sense to start their holiday when the night is the longest. Right. And then it's going on for two weeks. Yeah. And if you can go into the true meaning, you can understand how important is a connection with certain periods in a year. Mm -hmm. So Julian calendar wasn't that just had an error. But again, every calendar, there is no right calendar, yeah? Gregorian calendar is not perfect and, and ideal, but it's actually taken into account errors made by Julian calendar. So it's 
a little bit better, more accurate. Yeah. And again, historically, Ukraine switched to that calendar back in 16th century, so before Bohdan Khmelnytsky time. Right. It's before Russian Orthodox Church been born. So in Ukraine, you have, unfortunately, Russian, like, Moscovian Church and Ukrainian Church, and they sort of compete. Also, Moscovian Church is... Uh, they called the Russian Orthodox Church. They called uh, all different names. They even call themselves Ukrainian Church of Russian uh, Patriarchate, something like that. Yep. So, and I know I lived in Kiev. One of my uh, churches, the closest to my place, which is Volodymyrsky Sobor, it's almost uh, downtown Kiev. That Sobor or that temple is still, uh, I think. Uh, with the Moscovian church. Oh. But many churches like that here in Ukraine. And there is a little interactive map where you can track, actually, how many churches switched to Ukrainian church. So within last two years, about 10 15% became a Ukrainian church or Orthodox Church of Ukraine, an official name, mm-hmm. under Constantinople. But it's still only 10-15% switch. Many still under Moscovy. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They are there. Just this year, in 2023, for the first time for a very, very long while, Ukrainian church was allowed to have a service in Ukrainian language. Wow. Ukrainian language hadn't been there for a very long time. That's how Moscow rules. So, yeah, you still have uh, plenty of uh, representative uh, Russian church all over Ukraine. And uh, there is some uh, positive move towards Ukrainian church among Ukrainians in Ukraine. But Russian church is still occupying a lot of buildings, a lot of people still going there. And a lot of money they donate, donate. And guess where all this money goes? Yeah, going? yeah, it goes yeah, to bombs on, on their neighbors. Yeah, and they don't even realize yeah. that. Yeah, and obviously uh, all those churches, they obviously remain in, they go with the Julian calendar. So for Ukraine, to make that switch was another show that we are part of Europe. That's where we belong. So if you wish a, a political meaning to this move as well. Yeah, yeah. And it has to be done. I mean, really. And, uh, and again, uh, all my, my relatives and friends and uh, many others, very positive. You know, any change in the church as an institution and as an organization is very stiff. You can really introduce much changes, yeah, because that's the institution existing for for millennia, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, centuries, yeah, maybe for 2,000 years. Mm -hmm. So introducing change is uh, taking time, longer than it's taking time to digest the Ukrainian parliament to, to rather church. It's taking centuries to implement it. So whatever happened just now within this current holiday season has huge, huge importance. It, yeah, it, and it goes back to, it, it, it repeats history so many times that uh, I wasn't even aware of, as you mentioned. And so the more that this continues to happen, the more likely it is that Ukraine will finally get its independence and make the final break from Moscow, which is what people in Ukraine are doing now. It's, that's why you're in existence, to help those that have survived the brutality and are still enduring it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so I just wanted to share my opinion and shed some light on this very interesting event. Yeah. That, again, it happened in 1820s. It happened even in 1840s when Ukrainian church was allowed in Kiev, when yeah. Russia moved out for, for yeah. two years. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, so we are witnessing very interesting times. And again, in my eyes, and I'm sure in eyes of uh, many of those whom I talk to in Ukraine, this is one of the components of uh, Ukraine's future victory. Yeah.
The the major one right now, though, is unfortunately human beings putting their lives on the line. And um, one of the programs that you do is your shoebox campaign that helps a lot of families. And it's not really from our vantage point here. It's it's not that big a deal, but it, it means a lot to families in, in Ukraine. You just shared a story with me about a family from Slavyansk in Donetsk region. Yeah, uh, I send you that little uh, audio. Yeah. Um, we are helping to evacuate children from Marienka and uh, and that area, elderly people as well. Uh, we are talking uh, approximately uh, 258 kids and uh, 40 elderly people. And uh, we we worked on a project within September, October, November to buy food to everyone. We've done that. It was a huge help for these people. It's like probably $10 per pair. We're trying to get good discounts and find those shoes the the best price available. And now we are trying to help people and families of refugees in Slavyansk. Slavyansk is approximately 25 kilometers away from front line. Oh, wow. it's yeah, it, it's a complete uh, it's a complete disaster, and they have enemies from two or three sides around the city. So situation is very bad, and uh, economically wise, uh, families are struggling. Uh, and we're talking about kids because essentially every year or every two years, the kids grow in fat, and yeah. they need the new stuff. Yeah, they grow out of their clothes, they need proper nutrition, all of that is expensive. Exactly. So we are working on a new project to source shoes for kids in Slovenia. And uh, it's going to be approximately $10 per pair. And uh, we're asking everyone who cares, who can find the pair of $5, it, it helps. And um, we, we, the funds, donations could be sent to PayPal or e-transfer using our email address, ukrainewamps, all together, one word, mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, for more information, everyone is welcome to contact Nash Holot or directly ukrainewamps. We are on Instagram and uh, Facebook and same email you can use to ask uh, questions. Yeah, and uh, some of the stories really are heartbreaking this this family with the two children that wrote to you and we'll share some of some of the audio in fact here's a little clip and thank you for sending it Dobrodnya Ми родина з Донецької області міста Слов'янськ Я разом з двома дітками сином і донькою проживаю при фронтовому Слов'янську З трьох сторон до нас дуже близько фронт 25 км від нас Нам його чутно дуже добре Мої діти, як і діти всього Слов'янська і профронтових місць, вони дуже близько познайомились з війною і від цього дуже боляче. Ми проживаємо з собаками, шість штук наразі у нас, які прийшли до нас, вмираючи з голоду, і вже у нас сім котів. What she's saying is that she's got two young children with her, and they lost their home. I guess they're in temporary lodgings right now, as are most people there, I guess. And, yeah. Yeah, and they're hearing, yeah, they're hearing the sounds of the horrors of war, or the, the shooting off in the distance. 25 kilometers is not far. You can hear the, you know, the missiles and bombs dropping. And now the, the other, uh, other victim group that people aren't aware of is pets. And now they've got, what, six dogs, seven cats, that, you know, their homes were bombed, probably their owners killed, and they're hungry, they're wounded, and they can barely feed themselves, let alone these poor animals. So, uh, yeah, 5 or $10 from us will go a long way to get shoes for the kids, uh, food for the family, and maybe a little bit of, of food for the pets. And that's ukrainewaramps at gmail.com, e-transfer or on PayPal. Yeah, we, we hardly appreciate any support. It does help. Yeah. And going back to calendars, um, you've been doing this for a few years now as you've been creating calendars with interesting little facts about Ukraine. 
Yeah, the Ukraine war ends every year. We issue a new calendar. 2024 is a year when we mark 10 years of the current war. And it's 10 years of uh, Ukrainian WAMs are there for our defenders, trying our best to help those who defend Ukraine and Europe. So our new calendar is featuring uh, this 10th anniversary. Zaluzhny, the four-star general commanding Ukrainian army, signing the flag, Ukrainian flag for our organization. And it's also the calendar here features the flag too. We've been marching with that flag during the Ukrainian festival parade in Toronto back in September. So it's a very unique calendar designed with you and Ukraine in mind. Awesome. And it's you... free of charge. Wow. So just uh, let us know uh, you want the calendar and how many copies and you go, we're going to ship it completely free. Wow, that's nice. So ukrainewaramps at gmail.com, just, just drop you a line. That's right. Yeah. Awesome. Or uh, Facebook, Ukraine Warramps. Okay. Instagram, great. Twitter. And there's great, always great information on those platforms as well. Jean, thank you so much for sharing your insights and your, your historical knowledge and the information about the good work that you're doing I have to say, keep it up. I wish you didn't have to, but um, a lot of people rely on you. So thank you for doing it and for giving us the inspiration and, and the opportunity to help in what little way we can from here. Thank you, Jean. Hello, I'm Vasily Pavlovsky, and this is Cultural Capsule, especially for Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Given that Christmas has just passed, according to those who follow the Julian calendar, which included both Orthodox and Greek Catholic Ukrainians up until last year, I would like to shortly address the issue of two different calendars. Though wait, there is actually a third calendar. In early 2023, both Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church and the Orthodox Church of Ukraine announced that as of September 1st, 2023, the churches would be switching to the new Julian calendar. This is different than the Gregorian calendar, which is used by most Western states. The public association Visit Ukraine explains the difference on their website, and I quote, The new Julian calendar was developed in 1923 by Serbian astronomer Milutin Milankovic. As Archbishop Vitali Klos explained, the calendar is primarily about the accuracy of time measurement. Using the Julian calendar, it would be necessary to add one day every 128 years in the Gregorian calendar every 3,323 years. This discrepancy arises because of the difference in the number of days. However, the new Julian calendar can occur every 43,500 years, which greatly simplifies this chronology. End of quote. This is a very conscientious decision to sever ties with Moscovy completely, given its belligerence and crimes against Ukraine, its people, and cultural heritage sites. When I heard the announcement, it was a little bit of a deja vu moment for me, as this was not Ukraine's first attempt to distance itself from Moscovy. In a previous episode, I introduced the cultural diplomacy policy of the Ukrainian National Republic, it was that same political entity that proposed the switch to the Gregorian calendar. The Central Council passed a law entitled The Law on the Establishment of Calculation of Time in Ukraine According to a New Style, meaning the Gregorian calendar, and changing clocks to Central European time. This law was passed on the 25th of February of 1918 under the Gregorian calendar or the 12th under the Julian so this past year, Ukrainians became even more in line with the West, celebrating the birth of Christ on December 25th, and not quite two weeks later, in the month of January. It was the first time that in the month of December of last year, that I was greeted by family in Ukraine with Christos Hrodivsia, or Christ is born. To this I replied with the appropriate phrase, Slavimo Yoho, let us glorify him. This greeting is appropriate all the way through until Yordan under the Julian calendar, which would fall on January 19th, which is the date that Jesus was baptized in the River Jordan. However, in 2024, this date is now January 6th. It's a little confusing to most, and while I always like celebrating Christmas twice, I personally feel that more and more Ukrainians want to break with the past and join the civilized world. Thus, if you ever find yourself in Ukraine during this time of year, 
do not be surprised if someone greets you in such a manner. During this season, Ukrainians globally love to go caroling. One of the best-known carols is Dobry Vecher Tobi, which means good evening to you, which is saying to the owner of the household. In this carol, there are a number of stanzas in succession, which sing of three holidays which will come to believers and guests of the home being visited. The first of these will be the birth of Christ, which now falls on December 25th like the rest of the civilized world. The second is the Feast of St. Basil, which fell on January 14th under the reckoning of the Julian calendar, though in 2024 it fell on January 1st. In Ukrainian vocabulary, there's a word that speaks a great deal, and it's Malanka. This falls on New Year's Eve, and it is the Feast of St. Melania the Younger, though it is also called Shedrivecher, which would translate to Generous Evening. If you hear one Ukrainian ask another if they are going to the Malanka, they are asking if you are going to the New Year's Eve bash, an event to celebrate the incoming New Year, which often involves drink, food, and plenty of dancing and singing. It is with the coming of the New Year that the Kolyade carols, which celebrate Christ's birth, can magically transform into Shtidrivke, which are blessing for the New Year. One of the most famous Shtidrivke is that composed by Mikola Lyotovich, and it is called Shtidrik, which was transformed into a melody by Peter J. Wilhowski, known as Carol of the Bells. The final feast day after the celebration of the birth of Christ comes with the date he was baptized in the River Jordan. This feast day is called Jordan, though it is also known as Vodokreshtia. The etymology of this word is from the words for water, Voda, and christening, Hreshtenia. In 2024, this date falls on January 6th. For some time after this date, it is not uncommon to hear the faithful greet one another with the following phrase. Christos Christevsia, Christ was christened. The appropriate response would be Uriti Yortani in the River Jordan. I hope every last individual who listens to my produced segments called Cultural Capsule here on Nasholis Ukrainian Roots Radio gain a better understanding of Ukrainian culture in its many different forms. May your larder and wallets be full in the new year. Though most importantly, may your family and close friends remain of healthy body, soul, and spirit. I'm Vasily Pavlovsky, and please take some time to listen to my episode of Cultural Capsule about Carol of the Bells, a song that has been recorded into over 150 versions and rearrangements for varying vocal and instrumental compositions. Until my next episode, Ndopobachnya. A la prochaine! Vinchujemo vas cemi svjatami, što bi šťastju i zdorovju jih pripovadali. Vid novoho roku to čekali, vid novoho roku do Boha vlanja, vid Boha vlanja do voskresenja, vid voskresenja do sto let, poki vam hospod priznačil vik. Hristos naradil se. Щедрик, щедрик, щедричка, прилетіла ластівочка, стала собі щебета ти, господаря, викликати, вийди, вийди, господарю, подивися на кошару, тамовички покотилися, янички народили себе товар, весь хороший, будеш мати мірку рушей, хоч рушіба жінка, чорнова. Ще рожі то полова в тебе жінка чорноброва ще тричини ще дівочка прилетіла ластівочка стала собі ще A group from Lviv, Ukraine, called Drivovi Chlopsi, which translates as Drive Guys, and the unmistakable 
Ukrainian well-wishing, New Year's well-wishing song, Shchadrik. And up next, another YouTube find, a song that basically says Happy New Year in Ukrainian. And our proverb of the week translates as to find the root of the problem is to resolve it. And that brings us to the end of another edition of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. In between broadcasts, please stay in touch with us via our Facebook page. And for transcripts, audio archives, and a link to our podcast, visit our website, www.nashholos.com. And of course, you can always find Nash Holos on your favorite podcast app. I'm Pavlina. On behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos and AM 1320, thanks for listening and Dobranich! Зістріхати це на моє плече, я вас не забуду, вашим зятям буду. Будьте здорові, ми вже йдемо, йдемо і за коляду вам дякуємо. Даш Богі ждати року нового, даш Богі ждати року нового, ми ще повернемо додому цього. Додому даш Богі ждати року нового, даш Богі ждати року нового, ми ще повернемо додому цього. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.